Well, g'day everyone, and welcome to Life in the Peloton. I'm here again with Lionel this week to welcome this week's episode. G'day, Lionel. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Mitch. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm uh, back again, back from the Tour de France with you guys, and this week we've got a bit of a different episode. I alluded to it last week. I did an event in the start of July called The Length of Sweden, and I thought, I'm going to take the recorder along. You never know. There might be a story in it, something interesting to document, and lo and behold, there has been. Now, your team, EF Education, has been doing lots of different types of cycling events over the past couple of seasons not just world tour racing but um, lots of individual types of riding Lachlan Morton did the alternative tour de France didn't he is that what this is all about were you just uh, stretching the boundaries of the type of riding you do Mitch it sort of was about that I think I came into this season with a little bit of a different scope and as everyone's aware now I'm going to be retiring at the end of this season I thought why don't I just try and do a few different things and once I sort of put this out there, the team started looking. Pock is our sponsor who sponsor us with the helmets and glasses, and that's a Swedish company. And they heard that I might be interested in doing some of these things. There's an event called The Length of Sweden, and you can join the dots there yourself. They said, well, let's get Mitch up here. We've got a couple of employees who want to do the event. Maybe Mitch can join them. And so they invited me up there to do this amazing event. Um, And I guess I should run you through exactly what this is if anyone out there doesn't know it because I certainly didn't know what it was either. It's it's an event that starts in the very north of Sweden in a town called Riksdansen and it's 2,100k from the very north all the way down to the very south into a town called Schmegahuk. Um, and I haven't said those names correctly. I know all the Swedes out there are just laughing at me, but you get the idea. If you look them up on the map, you'll be able to see what it is. And when I look at the map, it still blows me away how far I actually rode. Sweden is a very long, thin country. And it was an amazing experience. I traveled across to, to Stockholm. I went in and met the guys at Pock, and we jumped on a train, went up to the very north of Sweden in, in Riksdansen, and then we started riding over seven days and these guys had a route planned out seven stages to get from the north to the south that isn't necessarily the way that everyone does it it's free it's very open for anyone the way they want to do it it starts over three days and if you're going to just take it easy you might start on the first day if you're going to go fast you start on the last day we started in, in the on the friday which is the middle day and we sort of went fast and slow and we took seven days like i said some people sleep out some people want to ride through the midnight sun and never stop it's up to you how you want to do it and damien and magnus who i did it with set out seven long stages and we sort of made our way across the country right down to the south and this is all on roads or is there any off road or can you take your pick it's all on roads, very fast roads. Um, it's all self-supported, so you got it's a bike packing sort of adventure. You, I had two seven-liter bags on my bike and a, a frame bag as well. Um, and I was very lucky, and I'll have to say a big thanks to Restrap who hooked me up with some fantastic bags out of Yorkshire. Um, I was set up with that. I rode my road bike from Cannondale with Aero bars. But I had 30 width tires on there, so a bit thicker, because we ran into a 10 kilometer segment where they're doing road works. In Sweden, 
as you can imagine, in the winter, they don't, as in the summer, they get no darkness. In the winter, they get no light. So in the north, they've got to do all their roadworks in the summer. And so we did run into a massive part of roadworks. But apart from that, the roads are fantastic conditions. And most of the time, um, much to the uh, disappointment of my two teammates sometimes, we were flying along. It's sort of like high 30s, even 40k an hour when I was on the Speed Demon Cannondale in the the aero bars. Um, It was an amazing trip. I'm really happy I got a chance to document it. Well, let's go to Sweden then, Mitch, and join you. Well, you're traveling to Sweden from Barcelona as we pick up the adventure. Well, here we are. Just stepped off into Stockholm Airport. And the length of Sweden starts with a lengthy trip getting to the top. Left my home this morning at 7.30, jumped on a plane at 10 from Barca, just after two now in Sweden, head across to Pock, want to pick up the other boys, and then we jump on a train to the top overnight. So let's go through passport control here and see if I can get into the country. We've arrived at the POC headquarters and the first one of my teammates I'm going to introduce you to this week is Magnus Gustafsson. Thank you very much. Nice to see you here. Uh, my name is Magnus Gustafsson, exactly like you said. Tell everyone what we're embarking on just quickly and why we're going to get into this a little bit later on, but what are we about to do? First of all, you're here to, to visit us and see how we have it here in the office uh, in Stockholm, but now in a few hours, we're going to jump on a train up to the northern parts of Sweden for a long bike ride through the whole country. Are you ready? Hope so. I'm a bit nervous and uh, stressed, but I think I have all sorted. You look fit, mate. You look very fit. You got the nice haircut ready to go. That'll be nice and long by the time we get back. You know, I had a shave this morning, ready for uh, the beard to get growing after a week. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I. I um did this sharp uh, haircut a couple of days ago. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, I'm going to go find our other teammate. Here he is, Damien. He's got the brew machine going, as you can hear in the background. All good sound effects. Mate, I've just said we've just arrived at POC. I've just had the travel up, and I just want you to introduce yourself and what we're about to embark on. So my name is Damien Phillips. Uh, I am the head of PR and communication at POC. I've been here for <clears throat> maybe five, six years now. And uh, yeah, when we were talking, we kind of at the end of it realized that the accent kind of wasn't the regular one. So I'm actually not a Swede. Maybe mm. that gives it away. And I'm from Wales originally, but found my way here back in 2007. Um, met the love of my life in Belgium, as it happened when I was living oh. over there. And then we decided to come here and have a family and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I ended up here. So it's funny because Sweden is a really long, long country, as the 2000 kilometers suggests. But um, you know, never really thought about cycling the whole thing. And then all of a sudden this this race popped up in, you know, in the environment. And I thought that sounds like a great way to see the country. There's no way that you can't sort of get on a bike and go through the whole thing if you can, so you should 
yeah that was the idea but then the reality is obviously <laughs> a lot different so yeah so let's see what happens tell me through your last few days now um what have you done in preparation i just walked in the bags are packed they're in a bike bag we're about to get on a train overnight and head up to the north because actually it's two two thousand one hundred k away yeah. or more or less so it's a long way what have you done to prepare for the trip now packed your bike got your food ready yeah so bag is packed with the bike um trying to work out because you know it is far north there are limited roads you know of course there are roads but there's a limited type of road um so you've gone on the main roads so it's kind of more working out okay so what kind of tires you really need to run up there it's a bit rougher in some places you know it's in the arctic we're starting off in the arctic circle so it kind of gives an idea of the type of temperatures it has to go through so you got to work on the bike a little bit like that. Just make sure you got the, you know, the endurance end of the bike in place. So tires, you know, making sure everything's all nicely sort of lubed and everything. But then really, it's more about um, the last few days. Actually, it's more about trying to work out what the hell the weather's going to do because it can it can vary, you know, vary a lot from the right on the top. It can be snowing this time of year, um, but by the looks of it, it's going to be a really really warm one, which is unheard of. Not unheard of, but maybe unusual. So, I did see, sorry, sorry I yeah. did see like Monday was like eight degrees rain and then like today and tomorrow were like 16, 17. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. That's where it's going to be. But then only when we get to our first sort of um, arrival town, this place called Yokmok, we're probably expecting something in the mid-20s. Wow. So it's actually really changing a lot. And and if you look at, at you know, editions of this race, you know, years gone by, the last one especially, then the first day that they had was was you know abysmal it was seven degrees six seven degrees and just rain for like 200 kilometers straight for them <laughs> you can just imagine that wasn't a great experience well, i mean it would have been an experience <laughs> but i'm not sure do we really need to go through that to, to to have the experience i don't know but um it'll be uh it'll be a different type of experience because we're going to have a lot of heat i think to manage and that's what we're going to have to think about so Ooh. it's it's getting all that water in because there's n- the, the thing is we were talking about this a bit but you know the the distances between places you can stop to get some food or get some water are actually quite large up there because there's there are, you know there isn't you know a, a population mm. really there so there's going to be stretches of 150k where we won't have anything so mm. we just we really need to just you know know where we're where we're going where we're at where we're then going and having to make sure we've got the right provisions and stuff in place i mean we're never going to hit the wall maybe but we just need to look after ourselves all right here we are now we're on the train now sitting here with the boys we've set up in our little cabin six bunk cabin luckily we only got three of us in here and the bikes are taking up the two top bunks we're just enjoyed a beautiful meal cold beer mm. just enjoyed a beautiful delicacy swedish delicacy for dessert what is that it's a it's a bulle as they call it and it's um it's a bun essentially it's like mm. a sweetened bun normally you have it with cinnamon and like these sugar flakes or sugar coatings on top but now you can have it almost in anything and uh it's an important part of the swedish day generally that you have to have a bullet at some point it's like <laughs> a um cinnamon scroll isn't it yeah it is a bit like that actually and um i mean i've been here what was it 14 years now i think and uh that's one thing i noticed about swedes is that cinnamon is a big part of, of a lot of things mm. and it's a really important addition to the meal so it's uh it's, yeah, it's nice very good 
And now tell us about our journey now. We started in Stockholm and believe it or not, Stockholm is not the bottom and this is a 17-hour trip. So yeah. we started, what, midway up Sweden? Yes, I mean, <coughs> Stockholm itself, if you look at a map, I mean, it's not dead center, you know, in the middle of Sweden. It's a bit it's a bit south uh, of that point, but, you know, more or less, it's pretty in the middle. And still, you know, from there, we're going now north for 17 hours to get to the top, more or less. And we're not quite at the top either. We're going over to the Norwegian border. So it's a long country. Um, mm. And on the way down, when we're riding the bikes, we got we were riding for three days, four days, no, three days, before we reach our kind of halfway spot. But that's not Stockholm, is it? No, no that would be a place called um, Östersund. And that's, uh, for a lot of people, actually, that's the north, because that's where a lot of people go skiing. I mean, that's the kind of town that... It starts. It kind of starts for a lot of people, yeah, exactly. Mm. There's a bit below that too, but the big mountain, or more mountainous areas start really around that area. So, What were you going to tell us about Sweden before, when you said you can... Yeah, it's really cool, because when I first came to Sweden, and it was one of the funny things that a lot of Swedes told me uh, when I first arrived, because, you know, I come from Wales, it's a small country, but uh, we talked about how big Sweden is and uh, I think it's really interesting because they all said much the same thing and that is if you actually flip Sweden on its axis on its southern axis it's actually the same length then from that point to the tip or let's say the heel of Italy so that's oh. actually so you, you we're basically in this instance you know riding from what is then the bottom part of Sweden all the way to the bottom part of Italy <clears throat> you know because I get the feeling that like this is going to be like roads free flowing mm. and maybe you will want towns eventually yeah, I think so. Actually, one of the things, yeah. I mean, Magnus, you can jump in here because you are you are the Swede. I'm just making a lot of this up, <laughs> obviously, because I'm just the the foreigner. But I mean, when you go to the north, one of the things you, re- I mean, the north, when you go north of Stockholm, one of the things you notice immediately is how open it is in terms of the, there is no towns really to talk about. I mean, and it's a lot of forest, so the roads just go on, but it's just forest, and it's. It's a, I mean, it's fantastic in terms of nature, and there, a lot of that also in the south too. But it's it's b- broken up more with with farmland and with towns here and there and stuff. But when you go north of Stockholm, actually, it's uh, you're just really going into really nice natural landscapes with not much in between it. What do maybe Magnus, you can tell us this? What can I expect from the people now north of Stockholm and a fair bit more north? Like, what's going to happen? do you think in your opinion or your experience with the different people like as we get more north what is going to change with the Swedish are they going to change are they going to become more farmers more friendly more aggressive on the roads <laughs> less aggressive <laughs> funny how are they I think things are changing in Stockholm because there are so many cyclists on the roads so they are pretty aggressive mm. uh, the, the, the cars so I think uh, going outside of Stockholm would be more friendly mm. um, so the more the f- f- more f- north we get I think the friendlier and more open and nicer on the roads we, we will ha- get it what's going to happen for instance one day you know we need water and I spoke about this and we just swing off at a farm and pull in and just go hey can you give us some water would they be open to that or would they be like get off my property no 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 they would be definitely help us Yeah, right. they would be happy to see us there Definitely. Couple passengers getting off who set their alarm and <laughs> won't be far off bedtime for us once that sun. Well, the sun's not going to go down, so no, we'll just decide. <laughs> but we'll uh, check in a bit later on. Yeah. 
Alright boys, we've arrived. Now who, who am I talking to? You guys are doing the length of Sweden, but how, how is it actually called? Uh, I think it's called Sverige Tempot. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. But I can't say it like that. Quiet. Yeah. Who am I talking to? Uh, my name is Jesper Jonsson. And you're from? I'm from uh, Stockholm, Sweden. So just arrived with uh, the train up from Stockholm. Overnight train, we're on the same train and it's beautiful weather up here, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty surprised or uh, yeah, was expecting clouds and rain, but so pretty stoked about nice weather. Nice. Sunny skies. And are you guys traveling in a trio? You got three of you guys here. Are you all friends? Yeah, we know each other from Stockholm, riding a bit together there, but me and Alexander is riding together and Max, you're riding solo. Cool. And who we got here? My name is Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. You're from, you're from Stockholm too? Yes, I am. I'm riding with Jesper. And uh, yeah, I'm super stoked. We've been preparing for this for like two years. And uh, the chills is like, it's getting real. I mean, getting off the train here. Oh, just the fact that it took like 18 hours from Stockholm to get here. And you know that you're going to bike the whole way back and beyond and it beyond, yeah. for like 500 k's. So yeah, it's super exciting. Oh, yeah, I've come from Barcelona Yeah. Oh, and wow. um, it took me, I left yesterday at 7am, so exactly the same feeling, like there was a few little mishaps along the way, mm. not really, but like to actually get off the train and go, now it's okay, we're here, we're about to start, yeah. so tomorrow, so it'll be awesome. Cool. cool. And lastly, you're doing it solo. Yes. And uh, who are you? I'm uh, Max from Stockholm. Nice. <laughs> and you just, you want to do it solo, you don't want any part of these guys' trip, you're like, Buggy you guys, you're going to slow me down. Uh, I don't think it's about slowing me down. It's just nice to have my own rhythm and tempo and yeah, sleep whenever I want and eat and so on. Beautiful. Oh, that's doing it on fixed gear. Oh, fixed gear. Oh, I just saw a photo of you. Oh, okay. You're from the BMX shop. Uh, yes, at yeah. XX uh, bike shop. I worked there and been working there for two years. Now, cool. so, yeah. Oh, awesome. That's going to be great. <laughs> What gear have you chosen? Uh, 47, 17. So as long as we don't get a headwind, you're going to be good? Uh, even with the headwind, I can manage. <laughs> what about with a tailwind? You're going to run out, of, run out of speed? Or have you got good leg speed? You can go up to 200 cadence. Uh, like 40 k's per hour is still doable. And 32 around that number is comfortable. So. What happens if we get a real big tailwind and we get up to 50k an hour? Are you just going to unclip your, your feet and just let the pedals go around? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> awesome guys, great to meet you. Yeah. I'm looking forward to having a local beer in a minute. I had one of them on the train, so I'll see you out on the road. Yeah. Alright, morning off boys. We're sitting here at the breakfast table. How are we feeling? The sun is shining. Coffee is on. Tell me, boys, what are we thinking? The weather gods are with us. <laughs> the weather gods. They were right. Magnus is the, the he's, a, he's the Swede, so he's obviously brought in the Norse gods to sort of help us out. So maybe you understand. This wasn't what we talked about on the train. We um, talked about snow and. Uh, skiing it's not at all the case up here mm. so we'll see what happens during the day but it seems like it's going to be even warmer it does look good now it's uh, the question of what to wear isn't it that's the hobby actually because it's like you kind of there's a bit of a chill I mean even if it's sunny and the, the, 
but it's not that much of a chill. You know, in the day it's just going to go up, and then you think, is it going to be like a normal summer where you're from mm. day, or is it going to be a northern summer day? And then it's like you need to work out what's going. But actually, I think looking at it now, it's going to be a bloody scorcher. It's going to be a normal summer's day. It's a normal summer's day, I think. So we're going to have to go light as much as possible. But actually looking at our bikes, there's nothing... It's all relative. <laughs> there's no light anymore. The good thing about bikepacking is you can just put the stuff in your bags. Yeah. If you haven't overfilled your bags, that is. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah you know. Exactly. It's just you got to remember where you put it. Yeah. <laughs> Which bag did you put like... <laughs> Oh yeah, I put it in that little corner, thinking I wouldn't touch that for three days, and then it's bugger. I need it now. Yeah, so pack all the warm, all the heavy stuff in, and it's rain around the corner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, nice. See it fuel up. I don't know. I can. I've been eating so much now. It's like I'm. Uh-huh. I'm almost at that kind of. Uh, you know when you you know at the, the the petrol station, and you're just clicking it, and it, it's clicking back at you. Yeah. It, it, it just, I'll get a bit more in there. I'll get a bit more in. It's like then a minute, it's just gonna go. Have you, ever, <laughs> I, have you ever got it out? Yeah. I have too. Yeah. <laughs> I go and be near Dora and the petrol's cheaper and I'm like, oh, yeah, right good. up to the limit and then you're like, you pull it out even so it doesn't click anymore and it's actually in the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so when you drive, the first bit has to, has to drip down into the... Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking yesterday, it's been such a long build-up, not even just the travel up here, but... The train up, mm. I mean, the before that, the calls, you know, getting the gear, organising the bags, I started organising them like three months ago. You guys started booking all this stuff mm. four months ago, whatever it is. Yeah. And yesterday was like that little first, like, oh. Mm. And today I think it's going to be massive, like, oh, it's finally let everything happen now, whether it's good, whether it's bad. Like if we get a puncher or a yeah. wheel breaks or whatever, let's just because we talk so much about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They just want like something yeah, to happen, to like it. the yeah. road to come, and let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Just get rolling, actually. Because yeah. I mean, you just don't. You don't know what it's going to be like. I mean, we can only plan ahead a certain amount, and then of course. Sure. That's the best thing about cycling, actually. When you're out there, or uh, there's always things that you didn't expect to happen. Whether it's that. I mean, for me, it's recently it's just been like birds just flying along with you and that kind of stuff. And you have those small moments of time just with <laughs> with a bit of nature. But then there's always like a mechanical, like a blowout and stuff that just you have to change your perspective on everything very quickly and stuff. So. Change your plan. What's our plan today? So we leave here. We're going to ride what 120k to. What's it called? Kiruna. 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 Which yeah. is the first checkpoint. Yeah. Yeah. And then get maybe a coffee or something there. Yeah, so Kiruna is the biggest. I mean, not the biggest, but um, the biggest nearest town to us from now. And there, so that's a bit. Yeah. And it's also the first turn in the GPX. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go straight. Then left. Uh, right. No, One hundred and thirty k's <laughs> from here. Turn no. the first time. But we need to get a stamp at the hospital. Like um, <laughs> no, not a not a vaccine stamp or anything, but. Um, the actual race stamp. Yep. They're located at the ho- stamp. Yeah. yeah. They're located at the hospital for some reason. So we go and pick that up there. Get a coffee. Fill up with water. Actually, it's probably the biggest deal. Yeah. Just to sort of um, take us through the next stretch because the next town then is going to be 150 plus away, and that's like the nearest no. next thing of anything. Yeah. So, uh, and because it's going to be a super hot day, 
Well, I mean, maybe not so cold. Hot, but it's going to be in the sun all day. Yeah. Then we need to just make sure we've got plenty of water. And it's on. dry here. I've noticed it's mm. quite dry yeah. too. Yeah, it is. And then from there, we're what? We're probably almost 250 in. Yeah. 260 mm. or something. Mm. And then we've got the last 90, is it? Then so we've got, yeah, then we'll... Uh, yeah, kind of cruise to the hotel. Yeah, yeah. We're getting dinner at about that point, aren't we? Yeah, we need to do that because we arrived too late uh, in the night, so there's no places open in the town we're ending in today, which is Jokmok. Jokmok. Yeah. Yeah. Three hundred and fifty k's from here. Perfect. All right, let's tune in along the day, boys. We made our first pizza, pizza stop. We've done about 240k. We are in, what is the name of the town here, Damo? Uh, yeah, <laughs> is, is how you say it? Yelivare. <laughs> Mate, give me your thoughts of the day. We kicked off this morning with a big tailwind. We got a bit excited and we boosted away, probably having a 40k an hour average. Tell me your thoughts of the day up until now, mate. Day one. Day one, often, uh, was like, shit out of the blocks it was like what the hell <laughs> it was like watching a, watching something uh, out of the uh, the pro tour <laughs> so he's going straight into the breakaway it was like what the anyway um yeah we settled down not yeah. long after that actually and then uh, then it was just honestly the most insane landscape and with that speed just on tailwind really and just what we were putting into it it was something really lovely no, nothing beats that roll that hum so that is just, yeah, that, that first stretch will stay with me for a very, very long time. And then, then of course, you start to realize, shit, we've got a long way to go. Let's actually maybe start to, you know, bring it in a bit because it's, it's not about today just doing one day of a big day. It's actually doing seven big days. And so thinking about that. So that's what I've been doing now. But yeah, it's been great, actually. I've been really enjoying it. The sun is just full on. I mean, uh, it's not... I, I didn't expect that up here, so mm. it's uh, that's my two reflections really. Is uh, yeah, and actually just watching you ride is actually a, a very impressive reflection too. That's uh, that's something that you you don't get the chance to observe very much, and it's really and it's really nice to see it because then you just notice that ah, I see there there's some very obvious differences, and that's cool. It's a lot of K's, a lot of years in the legs, so <laughs> you can get there too. You just got to invest about 20 years of riding. That's all it is. Um, but the weather, yeah, the weather surprised me too, but in a, in a beautiful way. I wasn't surprised the other way. I went, oh, I thought it was going to be cold, but it's freezing. No, yeah. it was like beautiful weather. Um, Magnus, tell me your thoughts, mate. Yeah, I was in the morning breakaway after some guy with a pink jersey. And uh, after that, I've been suffering a lot, actually. What about the weather? Has that surprised you? It's quite warm. So we're talking, when people are wondering, it's like, it's probably got up to about 27. The last time I checked it was about 26, but it feels warmer now, 27, 28. And something you're not used to? Yeah, we're not used to this in the southern parts of Sweden either. So here is very uncommon. And like we said today, this wasn't at all what we were talking about on the train. Yeah. Talking about snow and strong winds and rain. But uh, this is so nice. That's good, yeah, we're here. I tell you what, we'd have a different story if we'd been pissed on all day, so we're not complaining about that. And we're not too far away, about 80k to go, 90k to go. Pizza in the belly, or what'd you get? Some pasta, I get, yeah. Didn't you? I got a, I got a pizza. You got Did have, you? Yeah, you got to have it. Twisted your arm? Yeah, I thought, you know, shit, you know. 
pizza's got to start the whole thing off, isn't it, really? And then let's see where we go with it after that. First, the first local delicacy is the sauerkraut, free sauerkraut at the pizza restaurants. Loving it. It's called pizza. In Sweden, they call it pizza salad. Because it's, it's, I mean, it is basically that. It's uh, more or less sauerkraut, but it's, um, it's really, really nice. And you have it in all pizzas. Well, let's get this pizza happening. That's Seb PK, the voice of Radio Tour, to remind us to tell you that this episode is sponsored by NordVPN. I actually became a NordVPN customer several months ago, completely independently of this sponsorship arrangement, and I did so because I realised I was being pretty complacent about my online security. NordVPN offers online security whether you're at home or abroad, and I guess I realised that while we're away working in particular, we're often using hotel Wi-Fi or public Wi-Fi or tethering the laptop to a phone and using 4G to do all of our work, and it just sunk in that this is not a terribly secure way to carry on. A VPN basically encrypts your data and routes it through a secure tunnel so that it can't be intercepted by anyone who might be fishing for uh, personal or financial details. Now that might not be of critical importance when we're uploading audio files for the podcast, but while we're away, the podcast business has to carry on running too, and sometimes we have to pay invoices, or book hotels, or buy things online, and it just gives peace of mind to know that our financial and card details are all safe and secure. I also discovered an added bonus with NordVPN, which was that when you're traveling abroad, you can use the VPN to log in as if you're at home. So you can use Netflix or BBC iPlayer or GCN or the Eurosport player as if you were at home without running into any geo restriction issues. It's also really fast. So when you're using the VPN, you're not actually slowing down your connection. And that's important for us when we're uploading audio files in particular. You can use NordVPN on up to six devices. So you could protect your laptop, phone, tablet, or even your home router. And NordVPN are offering Cycling Podcast listeners big discounts. If you go to nordvpn.com TCP or use the code TCP at checkout, you can get a big discount when you sign up for a two-year plan. So go to nordvpn.com TCP, that's N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com TCP, to see what sort of discount is on offer today. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee if you decide it's not for you, so there's no risk either. Now back to Mitch, who's on the road in Sweden. Alright, so now we're here, second day. We're in the morning. We've pulled up at this hotel. And what, what town are we in again? Uh, Jokmok. Jokmok, that's right. Uh, Jokmok. Jokmok. And I'm talking with... Jesper. Jesper. And we also met just as we got off the train a couple of days ago. And we followed the same route. It looks like we're going to be following more or less the same route the whole time. Tell me about your first day. It was really good. Surprisingly good. I, we, I think we had 350 kilometers or so first day. And tailwind for the first half of it. Yeah. Super good. Super fun. Nice weather. And tell me something that we both noticed. Because we were just talking at breakfast that there's about... 50 people or between 40 and 50 people that went off in our group and there's sort of even I said this to you oh yeah we'll roll out together a big bunch will go and actually we probably rolled together for about 3k um it's a funny thing here no one's 
racing against each other, but everyone's got this mindset that they came here to do it on their own, so they're happy to do it on their own. What what did you experience out there? Yeah, for sure, pretty much the same. Like you're, I, I felt so when I saw people along the road that I recognized from the start, I always wanted to chat with them and see how they were going. But it's hard to get any responses. People are out here for their own inner journey. It seems yeah. like so it's uh, it's not a very chatty, <laughs> chatty group. It's not what you imagine, you know, just Sunday morning bunch ride. It's just, you go past people, they come past you and happy to say hi, but that's about it. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to roll out together today. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah, looking forward to it. Alright boys, end of day two. We got any thoughts? Hot day, not so fast, pretty grimy day. Maggie was in good form, he's come back. Damo was just ever reliable Damo. Didn't overreach, but was always there. That's what we need. Tell me about it boys. Low level consistency. <laughs> Do you know that's actually one of the the the, the environments we've gone through today has been really nice but it's one of those days where it's not it's not obviously gone up and it's not obviously really gone down but it's just it's just always been rolling and it's been it takes it out of you but for me it actually it's just been the weather and um, it's ridiculous it's been 30 degrees and the sun up here because it is this kind of you know the summer sun of the north of Sweden it's intense yeah, that was heavy, actually. And I think with that, and we had a bit of a, a headwind, which you took most of, so that was great. <laughs> we all, we all cool turns, so that was good. Hmm? Yeah, but your turns are faster than ours, though, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it was, uh, for me, it's been, of the two days we've done so far, definitely more, yeah, it was more of today. But, um, but really nice, too some really nice bits and another you know reindeer to manage on the yeah. road so <laughs> it's quite funny they're everywhere Magnus yeah yesterday uh, the last hours I was so tired so I was a bit scared about that it should happen t today as well so I decided to be on your guys wheels a <laughs> uh, big part of the day but um, went on well but it was really hard <laughs> it was warm and a lot of things happen. We, yeah. we talked about that. Like Tell we, me about it. yeah, we started with a with a group of there were six, I think. Yeah. Some guys we found in the hotel mm. that were joining us, and then it became us three after a couple of hours. Um, that's a good question. Kobdalis. Good bakery. Good bakery, very local. <laughs> uh, reindeer meat and uh, cinnamon buns. That's actually. The small village here in Sweden where they have a really good ski slope that where the national team, Swedish ski national team is training. So we saw some big piles of snow that they are saving for them to the yeah, winter. Still there, <laughs> uh, but then it was us three the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta talk about the uh, the Swiss the Swiss ladies we met in the wilderness center. <laughs> Maybe you could talk about that. <laughs> We were going to push on. The idea was 60k, refill the bottles, which we did. And we got there okay. We, we cruised with a bunch, 
good speed, not too slow, not too fast, good way to start the day. And then we stopped, and then we, the idea was to push on, I think it was 80k from there. And then we didn't quite make it there. I'd run out of water, so I saw this little Swiss flag retreat pulled in there. It was this little wellness centre, wasn't it? Yeah. A little Swiss wellness centre. We It was a bit odd. We, we grabbed a Coke there and uh, pushed on to our... No, this wasn't our lunch stop. This was our Circle K stop, which is a petrol station stop where you do your little typical Swede, get yourself a hot dog, whatever else. And then we pushed on to lunch, dinner, whatever you want to call it. Got ourselves a pizza. And then we got here. So we're enjoying a beer now. Not really much else to say. Very happy, very tired boys. Day four. Here we are. We've just come off the mountains. Big climbing, big descent. Been a while since we've checked in, so a bit to cover. We're all in better spirits today, short day, recovery day, 190. We got up late, slept in, had a coffee. We did, how many K? Yesterday was what, 300. I'm trying to think what happened yesterday. It was, we, it was 306. 306. I think we started alone yesterday, tried to, to go pretty slow in the start. And we were, we tried to, me and Damien tried to, and then we have one guy in this group that is always tightening the screw. I'll take the win. Yeah, I take the win. And then it's like 40 k's an hour for one, two, three, four, five, and then like 20 k's. And then it's your turn. You can do one now. Lower speed. Yeah, it's so good to help uh, <laughs> up there in the front. We had a lot of headwind yesterday yeah. and crosswinds. Yeah. We met Jonathan. He started a day behind us and we picked him up along the road. And he was about 30 hours in, I guess, or maybe more, 36 hours in or something. And about 700k in, I guess, by the time we grabbed him. And he was able to get on the train. The big steam train coming past. Maybe, uh, Damo, you tell us about Jonathan and about a little story about him. Yeah, so actually we came across Jonathan. It was actually quite interesting because it was, it was breezy yeah. coming at us. And then we were banging into the wind. And we could see him in the distance chugging along. And it would, you know, he didn't look, I mean, to be fair, we didn't know anything about him. But, you know, obviously dealing with the wind on your own, you're having to take it in at your own pace. But then he saw us come by and then he, he shouted to me because I was at the back. He said, can I, can I come on? And I said, yeah, yeah, jump on. And he did. I didn't expect him then to be there for the next hour, to be honest, because we were, we, were, we were moving at a fair, fair tick. Mm. But because um, we didn't know his story at all at the time. So it could have been, been anything. But uh, he jumped on, stuck with us. We went then... Oh, we uh, went to the Circle K. That's we went right. to the Circle K and then we sat down and then we realised what he'd been d- doing and that's when we worked out that he'd been through I think he'd been through like 16 Red Bulls <laughs> just to get to that point to keep him going which is insane just even think about it so there's a lot of factors that I mean were seriously impressive but also I mean I, it's not something I would do but 
<laughs> it's very interesting. But obviously that Red Bull gave him, yeah, gives gives you wings, and uh, <laughs> he was able to stick on the back, yeah. you know, with us. He did. He pulled a turn as well, and I think that. he decided, oh, bugger that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying back now, which is fair enough considering everything that he'd been through. So, uh, but it was interesting, really interesting yeah. to see some of that, uh, some of that kind of approach to it. You know, we had our own way of doing it, and there's, and then we met so many other people all with very different ways of doing it like that couple that we keep on seeing mm. which i think is just one of the nicest mm. i don't know why but it's just brilliant to see them both they're so happy both of them and we they left the same day as us mm. but they're still ticking along at a completely different pace but they're just keeping keeping on going really nice and look super happy about everything and it's just brilliant it's mm. such a nice way i've got a i've got a question for you both What's your opinion now of this event and events like this in terms of what it's... Because my opinion's changing a bit. Initially, it was all about how fast can you do it and then there's the other side of it. You do it easy and take it in. But now I'm understanding that everyone goes on their own journey here and everyone takes out what they want. The guys like Jonathan are just going for it to do it, push himself, see what he can do. Yet, I'm running into old guys who just want to experience the night sun and experience going riding through night and experience what happens to their body and then we've got people like us say who are setting out stages and experiencing just a nice journey there's all different people experiencing the trip and it's sort of been nice to experience the people experiencing the trip what have you guys taken out of it and what are you thinking about not necessarily how would you do it again but what are you thinking about the way we're doing it and the way you would like to do it yeah, so when me and Damien started to talk about this, we decided to, like, we can be on bike uh, at all, all hours on the day, but then we want to sleep in a good bed and uh, have a nice shower in the in the night. And um, we were not really ready for sleeping in a ditch thing or trying to not sleep at all. But I can understand those guys that it's actually going in through the night when you have the sun. Uh, sunlight uh, and also the heat that was up in the north would have been so nice to experience that as well but for me and the feeling I have today the fourth day I I I think that the decision we took to do the stages and 300 k's a day and sleep in a bed it's been it's it's hard enough I would say yeah (coughs) it's interesting because we did we we when we were doing this planning originally we were looking at it and look at how do we want to do it because of course there are people who just do it in one go or people sleep in the roadside or whatever but we decided actually this is a holiday for us so we're going to enjoy it i mean honestly just the ability of you know being dads or parents and you know sort of having family life and stuff just the the chance to ride your bike all day and your only thought has to be getting to the next hotel is such a luxury you know and it's something you really you really it's a privilege to do that and so you're kind of you're really thankful to your family and everything for giving you the chance to do it so we thought let's not waste that let's just enjoy the ride it's going to be long but just imagine being able to ride all day that's such a lovely feeling I'm not sure if I think <laughs> that anymore <laughs> <laughs> no but I do still honestly I think yeah but I, I um, 
I learned that that this side also existed. I didn't know that before. Yeah. That people. I, I saw some discussion like forums earlier, like when we started to to look for information. That people were like, yeah, we do the one thousand, the first one thousand case in one set, one go, without sleeping. I didn't realize that people actually when it's it's like two thousand one hundred case in seven days. Isn't that like enough? enough? <laughs> Right, here we are. What town are we in now? What's this town called? Hellefish. <laughs> That's right. I'm staying here tonight, but I'm talking with what's your name? Anders Blickert. Anders Blickert. Where are you from? Westeros. Where's that? Uh, it's uh, ten mi- miles from uh, Stockholm. Oh, great. Swedish miles. <laughs> and you're not stopping here tonight. You guys are riding through. Who are you, you're with? Sorry, what was your name? Moria. Einarsson. And where are you from? Also. Torsby. Värmland. <laughs> very close here. Okay. And you guys, very close to here. Yeah. And you guys are riding through the night. Maybe. I don't know. Have you had dinner? It's nine. It's on, It's yeah. ten o'clock now. I've been eating before in uh, Fredriksberg. What did you eat? Pizza. I'm getting pizza. It's pretty easy to find pizza around here, isn't it? What do you think of the ride so far? Hot. Hot. It was very hot. But you, very hot. did you get wet today? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Today it was. Before Vansbro. And what did you think about going over the um, the mountains the other day? Was that a nice change? Yeah, it's uh, hard. <laughs> Hills it not my special. <laughs> no. Well, guys, I wish you good luck on the rest of your journey and. Do you think we'll see each other again before the finish? Yeah, I hope so. Me too. <laughs> what's uh, what's your plan for the next few days? Get to Smiggy Hook. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to have a beer? Do you have a beer today? Uh, no, no, not today. In Smiggy Hook, I'm going to have it. Okay. You're going to save it for there. Oh, yeah. I hope I can have a beer with you guys there. Big day today, actually. It started well. We started 110k before our first stop. Things were rolling well, but then the rains rolled in. And the end of the day got long. It was a pretty hard, grimy road, actually. And we had our dinner stop too early, but we had no other options. Huge dinner. Now we're just finishing second dinner, which is our ritual. Our ritual is start, first stop, coffee which could any be anywhere between 60 50 and 100k today was 110 second stop generally a gas station for whatever that may be third stop first dinner which is a long stop shoes off pizza pizza party (laughs) and then we make the final trek home and then we do second dinner if anything's open. If anything's open. <laughs> which we've managed to find every night something. I, I just question, asked you um, <clears throat> what the best experience has been so far. Today was... I thought I was going to be a bit more like today 
throughout the whole trip, but it's taken me this long to get to this point. I was free in my mind and able to think about a lot of stuff. It was only up until today. So it took that long for me to just be a bit more free and just flowing and just riding and just... And actually, I was looking forward to that with this trip. I thought, oh, it's going to be a good chance for me to just get away and ride and just let my head just be free. And today it happened. don't know why today. I think, we, I think it had to do with the terrain, actually. <clears throat> terrain Today's terrain was just a little bit more similar to what I'm used to in Spain, I guess, where it's a bit more flowing up and down forest, left, right. Whereas the other days was like you could see where you were going for you know, the next 2K, which potentially should have been a nice way to switch off. But I really did enjoy yesterday. Yesterday was probably my highlight. I I really loved yesterday. It was just like, it was, the pressure was off. (laughs) 190, that's all we had to do. It felt like we had all day. And we had climbs. I really enjoyed going up the hills. I enjoy going down the hills. Free Ks, in a way. Um, yesterday was a bit of a highlight. It was just like I felt good when I went to bed. I didn't feel broken. I felt much better today. Yeah, I think yesterday was so far my highlight. But I really do like being in the south. But not to say that I didn't enjoy the northern part. Um, if the whole thing had been like in the north, I think I would have got tired of that. But it's nice, the change. Yeah. What about the same question for you so far? And this can change in a couple of days' time. Magnus? Uh, I think the first day was the best experience oh. so far to come up to that uh, environment that we saw up up in the north. I haven't been there before, so and it was 25 degrees and sunshine in that uh, long, in the mountains and the small blue lakes that were there. It was yeah. so cool, and just get away as well, just start the whole thing. And start it. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed today as well a lot. But I, after the the dinner stop, I was really I was really tired. But, but until then, it was uh, it was really good. I think the temperature has been a bit lower now, and the landscape is uh, as you say more what I'm used to riding as well. A bit up and down, flowy, not that big roads to start with. So today, today and the first day, I would say. Damien, same question. <coughs> same question different answer I, I it's weird actually because i was just i was expecting the question now. i was actually thinking oh what what has been my highlight so far because there's been so many nice things actually that i haven't really and it that's probably the thing is going to take time and there'll be reflections coming back here and there but i actually think what i really really enjoyed so far i mean i've enjoyed all the landscape and all the changes but today when we were riding in the rain i don't know why but actually i really enjoyed mm. just being in the rain for a while because it's been it i it's fantastic being in the sun and um, you always look for that you know when you're well especially from Wales but certainly when you've kind of gone through a long Swedish winter you think short sleeves it's going to be great but then the last three days of like that heat has just been too much like for 10 hours a day so it was like having a cold shower constantly and it was really nice (laughs) I really enjoyed it and the temperature was low and but also because the landscape was changing, as you said, and I think that was really nice. But then when it really rained and we went down that valley following the river and it was misty and it was like, it was that really kind of nice environment and the environment like was kind of a bit spooky or a bit eerie, you know, kind of you felt a bit isolated, you were in the forest and that kind of stuff. So I, I really liked that. I think that has been um, definitely the highlight so far because of course 
we have got two more days <clears throat> still to go and there is something that could top it it's all at a high level as well so I mean that's the thing everything I really I mean the fun thing yesterday you talked about the free is going downhill I think that was really good fun mm-hmm. until uh, until we saw the, the deer on the road <laughs> which was a bit like oh shit which way are they going to go because yeah. you just don't know um, you don't. no and then uh, and hitting them at speed would not be good for anybody <laughs> frankly so <clears throat> but it was really nice just to sort of let go of the brakes and just see where gravity takes you and that was really good fun Alright, we've picked up a man along our way. Today, we're at the end of the day, it's been a beautiful day, and we just rode on, well, first of all, introduce yourself. Who am I talking to here? Young aspiring pro, Swedish pro, not many around. He's in Team Leopard Continental. Who am I talking to? Okay, so my name is Edwin Lovidius. I'm 19 years old, and yeah, as you said, I'm racing for Leopard Pro Cycling. And what happened today? You were riding the other way, and next thing I know, you're right up next to me. What what happened when you were riding the other way? Yeah, I was just lazy today, and I got out quite quite late, and I was about to do four hours with some 30 seconds in sprints, and then I just find you guys, and I thought it was fun to just ride with somebody and not alone. And what do you think of us and everyone else doing this event, the length of Sweden? I don't know. I, I actually don't think it's a good idea, but it's <laughs> uh, quite awesome, though. It's a crazy idea, isn't it? And where did we just ride now? Explain to everyone what we just did the last almost 50 kilometers on this awesome road. Yeah, okay, so I think last 50 kilometers we did on a cycling path. It was built on a old railway, I think it is. So yeah, it's quite nice. It's just pan flat, just straight ahead for 50, 50 k's or something. And you joined us and it was great. We had a great chat. You got us the 50k flew by. And I dragged you out probably further than you wanted, and now you're going to turn around and sail home in the tailwind, aren't you? Yeah, it's a quite nice tailwind, so it was certainly certainly a good choice to follow you guys. Awesome, mate. Well, everyone look out for him in the future. He's coming up, the next big man in Sweden. Yeah, let's hope so. And we also picked up another man along our little travels. Now, who am I speaking to here? Bahadur Gengar. And he, where are you from? Uh, based in Gothenburg, Sweden. So we, we've seen him a couple of days, and today he decided, we, we've been yelling out to him, come on, mate, jump in. He's like, nah, nah, nah. Today he's like, all right, I'm going to jump in. And what was it like jumping in and being in the bunch with us? It was great, and less effort for me. <laughs> and after 170K in headwind on my own, it was, yeah, it was great. <laughs> How has your trip been so far? Because we're now more or less 300 almost just under 400k from the finish and almost we can see the light at the end of the tunnel how's the length of sweden been for you uh yeah it was pretty knackered the first couple of days the heat wave up north was uh pretty brutal but uh now it's coming along fine and uh yeah stoked to be on the ride and uh, finishing it and you did this all on your own, did you? You didn't have anyone else, yeah? Uh, I teamed up with a couple of dudes in the oh, beginning yeah. and then it kind of splintered off to smaller groups and to the point where I'm on my own until I met you guys. Where are they? Are they, are they friends of yours or just people you met, randoms? Uh, no, I just met them here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What day did you start on? Uh, Thursday, initially. Okay, yeah, nice. <laughs> Mate, I'm so happy you jumped in and now we're about to get a big ice cream. 
We're going to stay 10k up the road. What's your plan tonight? Uh, hit the road for another, I think it's 70k. Yep. Get a head start for tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Sleep on the side of the road or in a hotel? Bed and breakfast. Nice. Not hardcore enough. <laughs> Mate, awesome. Well, let's get this ice cream. Yeah, sweet as. Alright, here we go. It's the last day. We're about halfway through the last day and I've met some other people along the way. Who am I chatting to here, mate? Uh, Johan Melinda is my name. And where are you from? Uh, Stockholm. Stockholm. Yeah. And I see I've just checked your number and we just discussed this. You can actually find out what day people leave by their number. Yeah. We worked that out like... Pretty clever. <laughs> Pretty hip. Yeah. It just says a T on there, which means Thursday. Yeah. Friday. I've got a Friday. Oh, you were a Saturday. No, no, we're just a Friday. Just That's right in the middle. Oh, so, so you're like semi-fast. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your trip to this point, because we've only got a few hundred K. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, it's been hideous at times, but it's been lovely. Like, the, this night was crazy. We, we slept in a bus stop, and I woke up with, like, shivers all over my body. So I had, I had an hour of sleep. The day before that, we slept in a... Um, in an industry yard somewhere with the rental cars <laughs> and then the security came and all that stuff. I changed my tires twice. Uh, oh my gosh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what tires did you use? What are these synthetic tires? No, I had V2B Horizons oh. 36 from the beginning, new ones with tubeless. So did you have new tires in, in Ostersund? No, I changed them in Barnsbro. What, to, just at a bike shop? Yeah, yeah, in the, in the old crappy bike shop. So I got like hybrid, you know, classic 28s, stone hard. So my, my hands choke up and then, then we switched it up in, when we came to call uh, Kuga. What do you got now? These look, um, these things look bulletproof, but they yeah, don't look super fast. No. Oh, Zafinos, these things yeah. are bulletproof. You can run these on anything. I've yeah, seen. I love them. Yeah. I love them. They are like totally much better than anything else I've in this far anyways. Nice. Well, yeah. now it's pretty nice down here, isn't it? The roads are really cool the last yeah, yeah, two, yeah. three hundred kilometers. And now we can push a bit because, you know, we don't have to sleep outside and you don't have to do all that stuff, which is pretty good. Nice, mate. Well, good to chat to you. Same cold beer tonight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a cold bath, I guess. Because you Maybe have, I'm going to have to swim. Yeah, exactly. You have yeah. to swim in the ocean. Yep. Me too. Yeah. So okay. when are you finishing? Do you know? Today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we're aiming to get there by about 10 before 10. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So yeah. no no stops after this? We're doing one more stop in 80k. Yeah. And then... I said about doing like a cheeky beer stop, like 15k to go. Mm. The whole like, mm. we've done it, mm. we've made it, you know? That would be awesome. And then just glide in on the beers, like, you know, in the system. A little bit a little bit tipsy, yeah. a little bit nice in the head, relaxed. Oh, that would be nice. Cool. All right, thanks for chatting. Good It's pretty windy out here, we're on the bike. But as we seemingly go up to the last climb of the length of Sweden, we enter, let me have a look here, 24K to go, so there's 2,076 kilometers in the legs. I'm riding with Damo on the front, mate. How's it feel? 
It feels really good now because we're actually near the end. But I mean, uh, yeah, we've gone through some ups and downs, but good overall. And the weather's good today, so great, actually. We just stopped for a cleansing aisle, 30k to go. Yeah, that was really nice. That was a really good idea, actually, to just kind of reset the emotions a little bit because it's been a long, long day. 30 or it's 300. Today, yeah, so for us, we wanted it to have 360 as our last day. So. At that stop, we were basically then, what, yeah, the 3.20, 3.25 into it. And, uh, you know, it gets a bit tiring on the head, you know, more than the legs, basically. So to just stop, have a beer, reflect on a bit, and then oh, yeah. and then roll now, it's just really nice. And now we're rolling into the lighthouse, the final lighthouse. Maggie, you want to yell out? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Maggie has been pulling the big turns today. He's feeling the pinch now. <laughs> Went out early hard. We appreciated it, but now he's paying the price. But we've got him here. All of us are together. The three amigos. Let's roll in. Made, both of us have made our way to the end here. Who am I talking with? You're talking to Anna Linden from Stockholm. From Stockholm. And you did an incredible time in six days down here with a group of ten. Yeah, six days and nine hours. And you didn't do it as a traditionalist. You went in the hotels like us, a softies way. You were happy about that? Yeah, I'm really happy. <laughs> I know, because I was waking up this morning thinking, thank God I've got a hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was so happy I didn't stay in the bivy that I brought. <laughs> and was this your first time doing it? Yeah, yeah, and I had really bad expectations. I thought it was going to be not this much fun and not so beautiful. What were the fun bits for you? The fun bit uh, was for sure the descent in Vemdalen. Mm. 71k an hour. It was a crazy descent, and it was nice not to be pedaling for once. Yeah. And um, what else did you find out about your own country? Was it nice being up north? Was that somewhere you'd been before? Yeah, I've been in a few, in many of the places that I passed, but uh, yeah, it's it's just incredible how diverse it is and how how beautiful it is. Mm. And we were pretty lucky with the weather too. Yeah, we were. Tailwinds are the first day and sun, sun, sun. What was your food of choice out there? What was your go-to snack? I got a few hot dogs from the Circle K. I got a few pizzas. What was your go-to? My favorite one for sure was the French vegan hot dog from Circle K. <laughs> nice, very good. And now what's your plan after this? Are you going to ride your bike after this or are you going to have a break? I'm going to probably ride it a few K tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> great. Oh, it's great seeing you here. Thanks for talking. You too. Nice to meet you. All right, we've got the big man here, the organizer, Svena Tempo. How do you say it? Sverige Temput. Okay, I was pretty close. And you don't <laughs> want to ask me what it means. What's, what is that word? Doesn't it mean the Swedish time trial? It, it Actually, it does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got Good something right. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, boys. <laughs> How's this all come about? And how have you come to the top? Was this your idea from the beginning? Has it always been your event? 
Uh, actually, the first time uh, the event, uh, an event called Fairytale was held, it was an ultra uh, race like uh, Race Across America, and it was organized the first time by could be a different gang of, of uh, criminal uh, bike lovers. <laughs> mm. uh, I adopted it from them uh, uh, 2006 or something, yeah. uh, and got the idea that uh, <laughs> I, well, it, I wanted it like to be like a randonne instead of a race like a like a beret like a is that what they call like a isn't it like the the paris uh, um paris breast yes paris yes. breast that kind of uh, yeah, yeah. Event. A, a swedish swedish version of it right but from a to b not a to b, b to and back. B. Yeah. we talked about that yeah. going back today be hell going back up yeah. And why every four years? Because the event only runs every four years. Uh, this is the first time it has been held every four years. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was every second year, the first four times. And I thought that it makes having it uh, every second time, it makes it difficult for me to ride the, the, the events I want to ride myself. Because mm. it takes some time. And what happened to you this year? Uh, try, I started uh, um, on the third day, the third group, uh, and the fast group and try to keep uh, up to speed with them. I didn't succeed, it was too hot and I had to abandon a couple of hours later. Because this year was very unusual weather, not normal weather was it for Sweden? Neo-normal, um, it was way, way too hot for, for that kind of riding. It, yeah, it's, uh, it was hot, almost every day has been hot for everyone, except for a few rainy days, but they were warm also. They were very warm. And tell me, what do you get out of running this event and what do you love about this event in terms of the people that it brings to it, what they get out of it, what you get out of seeing these people go from the north of Sweden to the south in seven days, 2,000 kilometres? I, I love uh, knowing that people are experiencing Sweden from a bike uh, and I love meeting them. It's wonderful. Mm. I can't find words for it. It's completely uh, fantastic. It's a challenge, isn't it? And people take on the challenge in their own way. Sometimes people go for speed. Other people just want to tick along. People want to see, you know, the whole country. Is that what you sort of get out of it? That's true. Uh, that's, uh, I mean, there are pros, there are uh, elite riders, and there are people actually who has hardly uh, done a longer ride or more than a three or four hour ride before. I, I'm, I'm telling the truth. Yeah. Well, these guys here, the two guys I went with do about 10 hours a week, who are considered pretty good riders, mm. but you know, they'll go into uncharted territory, they're doing 10 hours a day. And that's what I sort of liked about it. And also me, I've never done something like this either. So even though everyone goes to me, yeah, you're a pro, you ride you know, for a living, I don't ride 10 hours a day, I don't ride 350k a day. So it was something new for me too. So. You have to uh, love seeing new places uh, and uh, experiencing unexpected things for the, the whole time. <laughs> You said 210 Swedish miles in the legs. Could you have imagined being here, let alone a week ago, let alone, I don't know, when you first booked this? How long ago was that? 
Yeah, we did it. <coughs> I think it was last year, October, that we did something like that. We mm-hmm. kind of decided on uh, giving it a shot, and then getting the confirmation. And then when you get it, you don't really think much about um, about all the details straight away. But you know, you've got to start planning, and you got to start. Okay, we've got to start a training plan, or you know, kind of thing. But um, it never felt re- that real because it always felt a bit obscure, kind of as a thing to do, as in like it's so big in totality. So, is it sad? Are you feeling sad this morning? Uh, not to get on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. And my knees are definitely very happy for that. No, um, no. But I think yesterday, definitely when I was riding in, I was getting that uh, yeah. hang of. Oh, shit, this has been actually one one hell of a, a I don't want to use the word journey because that sounds a bit corny maybe but, but you know it, it has it has been it has been in many many ways actually just yeah. and you repeat for the last 20 days like oh it's over yeah exactly <laughs> is, it actually, is, is that actually good or is it bad exactly. well, for, for a while for a long time even if it hasn't been a direct goal for you, it's always been in the background. Oh yeah, we're doing the yeah. length of Sweden. Exactly. Yeah. Then it suddenly becomes this direct goal in the last yeah. few months. Mm. Okay, we have to actually train now. Mm. You know, it's happening. Mm. So suddenly now there's, the goal's removed. It's like, it's nice to have achieved it. Yeah. But it's also a bit like, oh. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly that. You just think, and to be, I mean, and what's really nice as well, of course, is that um, we had no idea, you know, back in October, that we were going to do it with you, for example. And <coughs> but we didn't actually know much of that far in advance anyway of the start time mm. of the final configurations because of COVID and all sorts of different things. So, you know, you kind of, you didn't really, you couldn't plan in the same way as you've always planned other things because of COVID and there's different things. But at the same time, I think uh, that's probably been one of the fun things in it, is that because we didn't know each other, the whole thing, oh, you, we talked about it right at the beginning, I remember you saying, yeah, we're going we're gonna to figure out a lot about each other on the way, and it's so, ha- it's so true, that's actually what's happened. And uh, thankfully, we all, uh, I think, <laughs> what about <laughs> like each other, because otherwise it would have been... <laughs> what about yourself? Each of you, and Magnus, maybe you go first. What have you figured out about yourself on this trip? I'm actually impressed about myself that I could do it day after day after day. I woke mm. up um, some of these mornings and like, is this actually going to work? Mm. Today I'm feeling really, really bad. I have mm. hurts all over. I haven't slept like more than two hours. Uh, and then we do 300 Ks. Okay. But we, in some way, worked out. Yeah, yeah. And I've done like 300 Ks one day before. And uh, been really tired after that. But it worked out to do it seven days in a row. Yeah. The mental strength. The mental strength. It's a big, uh, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's the same for me, actually. I think that's probably the biggest, the biggest reflection. Because we, <coughs> if we haven't done more than not like a, a world tour ride like you you know we have to, we don't do back to back days of that intensity of it so to do two was like oh that's going to be interesting but then to do seven that's a really i just i had no idea if my body would allow it to happen and, and how you, your mind reacts to it yeah. and um but 
morning after morning, and in the mornings were awful. Every yeah. morning was just like somebody had just smashed your head with a stick, and then <laughs> and then you and then you said, oh, okay, and you just had to get this routine of okay, the, the bags are mostly packed. <laughs> there was always one or two things still to stick somewhere, and then it was just like okay, just get up, do the routine of like you're almost in a bit of a fog, you know, in the in the mind, yeah. but then day after day almost like clockwork after 20 minutes on the bike it felt good yeah I, and I just I can't get over yeah. that feeling actually it's really strange the feeling was better on bike yeah. than off bike yeah it wasn't good but <laughs> it was better <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's relative <clears throat> but to be I mean and then what we also referenced I suppose is that the um, to see how your body adapts and changes to that is really interesting because mm. you know it's going to be a mental struggle but you don't know how you the body the physiology also kind of adapts to the whole thing too as you're riding mm. and that's really uh, really interesting and like the, the food that we took I mean I I in the end had to sort of ditch a lot of the food not throw it away but just sort of in the halfway bag mm. not, not take so much on the second leg because I realised our strategy was working in terms of the stops there was a lot of pizza but um, but also that uh, <coughs> yeah your body didn't need to sort of have the same level of fueling as you do when you do an intensity ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was all that kind of stuff that was really interesting. All right, boys. Well, thank you for having me on the trip. It's oh, been a pleasure. It's been so bloody good. great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been bloody good, honestly. Yeah. Well, we made it all the way down to Schmigahook uh, in seven days. It was really, really an amazing adventure. And I really hope everyone could enjoy that and feel what it was like to travel with us over that trip i know it was only a small little snippet and you just heard from some locals maybe you heard the tone of our voices changing as the trip went along but that's a friendship that i'm going to have with magnus and damien forever you know something a memory that we're always going to have and it was really an amazing experience I don't know. What did you think, Lionel? Was it was it something you could really connect with listening to that trip? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the sense of the journey and uh, you know making friendships on two wheels and just hearing you get to know those guys and them get to know you over the course of the seven days. And uh, I mean, you mentioned in the intro that you were clipping along at 35, 40 k an hour, and I just wondered how how they felt about that. Whether they were asking you to ease off because you were doing some pretty long days on the bike that's one thing that took probably two or three days to really work out and it's it's like a team's time trial you have to work out your strongest link and your your weakest point and where you can really work together and and find out how you can roll comfortably together and it was like a working machine by the end of it we'd worked out how we like to work together and what's too hard what's too fast how long we need to stop for and as you as you get a sense of the trip you find out we had our little routine and that was sort of the hardest thing when I came back from the trip and I said to the boys because I'd done a couple of these trips before and weirdly you miss the routine you really miss being on the bike all day it's such a simple life you get up in the morning you have your breakfast and you're on the bike and you have your stop and you're back on the bike you look forward to your next stop eventually you get to the end of the day you have dinner you go to bed that's it it sounds really weird but when you get in that routine you love it and you crave it once you leave it and the boys didn't believe me 
but I'm sure enough we spoke the next few days afterwards and I think they agreed with me that ah, yeah it's strange not being on the bike today but it was really interesting to work with guys like that and myself being used to riding with professionals you have to take into account these aren't professionals but they add in different aspects you know maybe it's not with the big long pulls but it's the different the the best part about doing it was with two guys from sweden um damien being welsh but living there for a long time and magnus being a swede himself i got to learn about the country as i did it i couldn't imagine doing it on my own i wouldn't have known what anything was i wouldn't have known the significance of this town or the significance of of these hills or you know that's where the swedish um, national team did their skiing and they're keeping snow on that for the whole summer so they can train there all this little stuff made this trip for me that much more special doing it with these two local guys how did it compare to say a week-long stage race for you sort of physically and mentally because i guess on a stage race you've got that sense of here we go again each morning was it the same it was quite different actually um for me there was always the element that i could slow down if that makes sense on a race it's sometimes a split second if you can't follow the bunch in that moment the race is over and you're you've missed the split and you're in the cars and you're fighting for your life (laughs) fighting for your race to stay there there's this real crunch moment there was definitely a build-up of fatigue but i loved the element in this bike packing and this long distance riding that okay we don't need to ride at 35k an hour we can back it back to 30 we can back it back to 25 we can just cruise over this hill and when we have a good moment with a tailwind or whatever it might be we can pick it up when we all feel good there was a real ebb and flow when we're feeling good we're moving really fast when we hit a tough spot we just slowed down at the end of the day it might take us half an hour longer than we normally would want to well but there is no there is no expected time that's also another thing that you it took me two or three days to get my head out of that typical professional athlete mentality of i must do these watts i must do this speed i must be there by this time let that go enjoy the moment just ride and i think the boys enjoy that a hell of a lot more when i could get over that too because I didn't have them trying to ride them on their limit the whole time. You know, it was just like, let's just get there in a comfortable, fast way. Um, I think one thing that I found really nice, if that's the right word, was both Damo and um, Magnus experienced that feeling, I think, that I experienced in the third week of a Grand Tour, that deep fatigue. When they get up in the morning, you feel like your legs are lead or wooden blocks, and you think how am I ever going to ride today and that's the feeling I get in the third week of a grand tour and lo and behold you get on the bike and it's actually the place that you feel the best walking around the hotel or walking around at breakfast that's when you feel the worst as soon as you get out on the bike the first 30 minutes are probably tough but then you feel great you're back in your zone again and it's just an amazing experience I, I really put it out there for anyone out there who could even imagine it you need to get out there and experience a you know a two three up to a week challenge like this to put yourself out there it doesn't have to be 300k a day but experience it it's it's an amazing thing to experience 
I can almost sense that you enjoyed the role almost of being a bit of a mentor for the other two guys, you know, encouraging them, just telling them that, you know, they can do it, they can get through it, just uh, take it easy for a bit here and there. And, uh, you know, sort of not nursing them along, but encouraging them along. Uh, They were probably closer to the edges of their comfort zone than you were to yours, given what you do for a living. I can see a a post-Peloton role for you here, Mitch, as, uh, you know, encouraging people to, you know, bite off perhaps just that little bit more than they think they can chew. Maybe, yeah, for sure. I think for sure on the on the bicycle or on the cycling side of things, I had that role, but that was the best part about it. There was so much time together that we discussed so many different things and I was picking their brains about business stuff as well and talking to Magnus about engineering and what he does there at POC um, and just really understanding everyone's life, you know, their life skills and for sure – the majority of the ride was about cycling so of course I was in my element there but that's not to say both Damo or Damien and and Magnus didn't have another role to play as well like I said with the culture with understanding it didn't have to be all about competition and we talked about our families and like I said it was just it was a very well-rounded trip Um, it was a fantastic experience I would love to make mention to a few people who made this event happen, not only just for me, but for also Magnus and Damien. Pock was a massive support for this. This was their idea. Being Swedish, they wanted to support this event and they really got behind it and supported the three of us to do this event. I oh, was a massive thank you to them who sort of took me under their wing and invited me along and really made the trip fantastic. I want to say a massive thank you again also to Restrap who got me those bags and I've really enjoyed using them on not only this but all my trips leading up to it and of course you know the team who's who's been making these alternate challenges for myself Lockie um, Alex Howes as well you know these are great opportunities that we get to do as professional cyclists as well so a massive thank you goes out to them. Rafa, who supported me with, with a whole lot of extra clothing that I didn't end up having to use, thank God, because the weather was so fantastic. So without these events, I, it really does take a lot of people going out of their way to support you in all different aspects. And I'm very, very thank you, thankful for that. So I just wanted to really make a big mention to that. And of course, my two compatriots, my two, the three amigos, Damien and Magnus, Guys, I hope you enjoyed listening to this back and it brings some memories. And uh, I hope we can experience another adventure together uh, together soon. Well, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed that different take on life in the peloton. There was a few pelotons out there and a different side, which we're seeing happening a lot more. I'm sure everyone's aware of what Lachlan Morton is doing. And this is a small take on that. So I think it was very relevant for this time of year. And guys, until next time, I hope you enjoy Talking Luft next week over at Life in the Peloton. And in two weeks' time, we'll be back here at the Cycling Podcast. So guys, thanks very much for tuning in. And until next time, cheers. You have been listening to Life in the Peloton. The producer of this episode was Will Jones. The music in this episode was composed by Pete Shelley. Thanks, mate.